Welcome back to Wax Wednesdays. Why join the Navy when you can be a pirate? And uh, good day to all the pirates out there. And we've got one specific one. So today we're talking about blues rock. And American blues rock is that. And uh, well, Luke, do you know what blues? We talked about how blues was originated. I definitely can. I can go on and on about blues. Um, if you want me to hijack the podcast, please just say the word. <laughs> no, nah, I just want to give a shout out to someone who's been a bit bluesy, especially. I want to apologize to everyone else who might be a bit bluesy from us not uploading last week. And just... Uh, Give you a little, we're sorry, we won't fuck up again. We'll try to go back to uh, weekly, but uh, we got a bit left out in last week. We did. We had a life got in a way. Uh, definitely listened to a lot of music, and I think we probably visited the record shops a, a lot in the absence of podcast. Oh, we definitely made, a, made, a, made our absence felt there, and then now. So we got a lot of good music as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, so, uh, yeah, so if you're feeling a bit bluesy, especially if you're wearing a uh, blue scrubs and finish a, lo- a big hospital shift in neurosurgery, like, uh, our dear mate Carl, we, uh, we apologize to you and we'll, uh, we'll be back with some music to get you back into it. And we're going to talk about blues rock. That we certainly are. Um, it's a nice intersection, I think, between what well, two genres that are probably close to both of our hearts. You're definitely a, you love your rock through and through. Um, and blues is one of my all time favorite genres. So it's a nice, it's a nice little meet in the middle. And we tried to split our record collections this week, but we are. We decided to do it over over two countries, so maybe look forward to a second instalment if you enjoyed this one. Yeah, well, it's interesting because like blues rock began with American and British blues musicians, like just performing blues and rock and roll. And we've got some heavy hitters we're going to be playing. But once you had these musicians and creating like these electronic sounds in the rock, and then you have these blues like kind of melodies, and it's combined. And the American one went one way, and the British one went another way. Yeah, it was a real interesting split. I mean, um, you sort of get a lot of these. Well. A lot of the, the touring blues bands of the time were playing in clubs or or if you know, you're further down south as a blues artist, you're playing in juke joints. And a lot of these um, these British musicians, as you, as you might reference, kids were going and watching these shows and then taking a lot of what they were observing, the licks, the melodies, the rhythm, taking it back and performing it as, you know, as a rock ensemble. I mean, one of the biggest British exports in blues rock is the Rolling Stones. And a lot of their time was spent in their formative years watching the likes of Muddy Waters, B.B. King, um, Ginny Kimbrough down in the Duke joints as well. So that's where they sort of learnt their art. And then people like Keith Richards developed his own iconic riffs and adapted it to the mainstream uh, rock audience. Yeah, so we're talking like in the 1960s. And for those that don't know what like blues rock really is, it's kind of like this hybrid musical genre. Obviously, it's two genres. But like it kind of combines like these bluesy improvisations where like you have 12-bar blues and then you have these extended boogie jams with rock and roll styles. And that's the shit. I, I love the rock yeah, and roll. Yeah, those breakdowns, those guitar solos where you really hear those, the tempo speeds up, they break out of that blues nuance and, and you know, guitar solos just shred the audience. Yeah, so you can really hear, like, if imagine, like, Jimi Hendrix shredding the guitar coupled over, like, a blues singer from, like, the southern uh, line of America. Well, exactly. I mean, a big shout-out, probably one of the, my favourite names in the blues rock realm is Stevie Ray Vaughan. I mean, he learnt his guitar style, or you know, it was a massive observer of Jimi Hendrix, and play with that chomper, 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 chomper style over the sort of... I'll break um, it down for us, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> over the 4-4 blues, blues riff, but then would lay down these solos sort of thick and heavy and, and in his own his own sort of way high up the fretboard. He had his very, very distinctive sound and style, but also was a blues singer. So when you transition back to the melody and the leading style of the music, he was um, he was traditional in that essence. But then the the blues rock also carried into, into a number of artists. I mean, Carlos Santana, if you're familiar with him, he started early, I guess, as a, uh, a you know, with Latin music on acoustic guitar, but then transitioned into the blues rock as he had a band backing. And then that sort of steamrolled again into his own, you know, Carlos Santana just about is a genre um, in his own given right. Uh, entirely. 
And then another one, another sort of massive name when you break down iconic guitarists is Eric Clapton. And when he, obviously when he played with Cream or Derek and the Dominoes, uh, you know, Layla. Everyone knows that riff. Like that's, that's classic blues. And then Eric Clapton solos as well when he plays off that riff high up the fretboard and breaks out of that 4-4 blues timing is, again, iconic style. Yeah, and it's really interesting to explore. Like we're talking about the 60s then move on into the 70s with like American uh, bands such as like Aerosmith, which like you hear like these fused blues, but it's like hard rock edge to it yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. It's and it gets a little tricky to distinguish at times. Yeah, and what I really love is the breaks in these songs. Like they can just yeah. go improv. Like these like solos they have, I argue that like these are the best solos from bands we'll ever see. Oh, well, I mean, again, Sultan's a Swing by Dire Straits. I, I know this is a British rock band, but they have, everyone knows that guitar solo again iconic guitar solos uh from the rolling stones when they've sort of paired up with buddy guy uh, yeah like is it also two things right so is it blues rock if there's not a harmonica in there <laughs> like it doesn't have to have an harmonica well, in it. i mean i'll counter that if it doesn't have a harmonica you better believe it's got a horn section yeah and i just want like a like you find in blues rock you could have like a 13 minute instrumental title track like oh, exactly. <laughs> that's not uncommon that's kind of what we're talking about and it's funny because we're talking about blues rock but you can also see this in modern day music as well like where there's no lyrics and you just, especially at live performance, where there's no music and you just go out and just boogie to it. Because that's what the kind of music we're playing. Yeah, it's an amalgamation of obviously, you know, uh, I guess more mainstream radio music with a, with a melody and chorus, but then also blended in with that boogie section or that break section, as you've sort of said, kids. Um, it's a pretty massive theme for a lot of our record collecting at the minute when you go to break beats, even the, you know, uh, from the ever, ever, ever essence of, of turntablism where, you know, the 4-4 four, four bars were mixed by by disc jockeys and then wrapped over for the b-boys flashback to previous episodes but um why don't you break down some of the records you're going to play for us today well like we said most of my collections recently have become like blues rock like i'm going to be playing some deep purple creedence clearwater and then um janice joplin and and one that you might not have heard of called the young bloods and that's a live album from a rock festival but blues rock i guess yeah so when did you come across some of these artists i mean i've i've known creedence clearwater since i was a young boy when i had a disman i had um, one of their greatest hits album and I I grew up on Creedence I love some of their early stuff um, and my dad's my dad's obviously got some Creedence Clearwater in his collection that I'm waiting to get my hands on too yeah well Janice Joplin's like really a Texas icon really and um, she's oh, if you, you step one foot exactly in America right. you'll you'll hear her somewhere playing like even consensually or not well her voice is a powerhouse in those sort of rip stages um, you know globally oh for sure like it only takes listening to our Woodstock edition to hear how <laughs> incredible oh, that set would have been definitely I think we've we've heard that record many a times and Janice has been a household favourite ever since you got you, you, you first spanned that record for sure but the Young Bloods and Deep Purple this is really like a shout out to my great uncle's lake collection he was a heavy hit and the blues rock and heavy rock and even a bit of heavy metal in there as well so it's like well there you go a bit of everything in there that i've just uh, been listening to yeah what's it's interesting when you sort of break down where you kind of get the influence from i mean my dad introduced me to blues and his early collection was influenced heavily by his his uncles which are you know they're still alive my great uncles i've got some of their records in my collection now sort of transgenerational records but um they they used to play in a band as there's four brothers as a blues rock band so it it's definitely been soundtrack to my life. Uh, and now I guess my, my music collection is kind of a modern day adaption of that. I've got some of my pastime favorites like Santana, um, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan or Buddy Guy even recently come into owning some of his records that my dad introduced to me. And, and I love that um, heavy blues. Yeah, it's um, funny. Like I come from the rock background, you come like the, from the blues. And for me, it's like the more rock you buy, the more blues rock you end up having the more blues rock you'll blues you get you'll end up being in blues rock exactly <laughs> and that's where we've met up and it's funny how like you we both were at 
point A, you sell from A to point B, and you continue that record digging to find like you keep continuing the sound, like we talked about the '60s and the '70s and '80s, yeah. and over time things just obviously come together. There's a really interesting documentary that I would recommend if you're really into this sort of genre of music watching. Um, I've I've watched snippets of it. I haven't managed to watch it in its entirety, but I have sort of delved deep into the premise of it. Uh, it's called Play It Loud, I believe, and it's got Jimmy Page, who needs no more introduction. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, Jimmy Page is, is the guitarist from Led Zeppelin and wrote some of their all-time, arguably, best licks ever. Yeah, I think I've heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Edge from U2. I mean, also a very influential musician. Um, some may argue musically not the most talented. However, what he did for music and particularly um, guitar and, and effects and pedaling and how he transformed stereotypical noise of guitar was also groundbreaking. You know, he made one guitar sound like a hundred and um, built a lot of the backing of U2 sort of big noise orchestral sound. And then the third member of that ensemble is uh, is Jack White. Obviously, one half of the White Stripes, and they all sort of just plonked in a room with a bunch of their records and some guitars and. And the, the documentary opens with Jack White with a bit of two by four, a pickup, a hammer, some nails, and a guitar string and a Coke bottle. And he builds a guitar. Yeah, sounds about right. And then plugs right. it up <laughs> and amps and just plays slide on this guitar. That And that's also the trailer for the film. I just watch that clip alone to understand sort of the premise and talent of these musicians. And they're all in a room and essentially just geek out on one another's sort of guitar ability and break down premise of riffs and uh, rock and blues and what informed them. Uh, it's very interesting. Also, <laughs> quite a quite dramatic documentary yeah it's a collaborative process for sure and like when you're combining two genres how can you not be collaborative but it's interesting like looking into the future what other things we can mess together like blues jazz psych like yeah. something rock like that would sound sick too exactly i mean whilst there's so many bands who did it i think there's you could really highlight a, a collection of musicians across the inception of this genre or blues in general that um have sort of given their own distinguished voice to that, particularly B.B. King, um, Buddy Guy, they're two artists who f sound very different. Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, I mean, the everyone knows Voodoo Child and that how that riff works, and that playing style was iconic to Jimi. He, you know, now everyone sells pedals to make himself sound like Jimi. Jack White as well, he used to build his own pedals and get his own sound, and now you can buy a pedal to sound like Jack White. So, you know, that, that idea of mimicry and sort of guitar heroes, I think we can definitely attribute that to to blues rock that's the inception of the guitar hero in my in my opinion yeah and it's interesting how the american side went one way and we'll touch on their british side another time on those artists and their like trajectories and how they came about but yeah keep your ears tight what are you playing louis um so i'm gonna play uh play a song off a jack white record um icky thump a pretty popular album by him um i'm gonna play some santana as i mentioned before another modern day blues band um black keys this is actually an interesting interesting record it's a cover of a uh a favorite blues artist of mine called junior kimbrough where they play a bunch of his songs in a typical um black key style and then the last one i'll play will be stevie ray vaughan who as i've said before one of my personal favorites amazing so uh should we just get to it and play and we'll see you next week yeah let's go all right bye, bye.
Every night and every day 